Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Astros Baseball. It's Sunday, January the 8th. And I was going to tell say something, but I, let me, Tom, what's up, buddy? Let me bring you on first be, before I say this. Good evening, Rob. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I may have threw Rob off because, you know, I was over here nodding my head to Sunday, January the 8th because, uh, <laughs> Yeah, the new year is off and running. We're a week in, and uh, baseball things are happening. We're under three months away from real deal Holyfield baseball. Uh, I just saw, I drive past, uh, there's a sign in Sugarland for a theater there, a smart financial theater, and they have a sign up, and it's like Astros versus, you know, Space Cowboys, March 27th. So it's real. It's coming. Nice. I wouldn't mind going to that. Anyway, I got sidetracked because I was reading the date and right next to it was this and it threw me off because I almost said it. And then I was like, well, I don't want to say this yet. I haven't introduced Tom, but the correct me if I'm wrong, but did the Texans win today? That is correct. The Texans won today, 32 to 31. So they no longer have the first pick. They no longer have the first pick. They now have the second pick in the draft and the 12th pick in the draft by way of trading Deshaun Watson. How do you feel about that? Proud of your team for going out and not losing on purpose? or I really am indifferent, personally. I feel like, you know, it, it, sends, a, it sends a bad message if you go out there and you lay an egg to get the number one pick. There'd be half the fan base that would be upset that they didn't show up. There'd be the other half, half of the fan base that's, thrilled that they you know got the number one pick for me i understand this is a rebuild i understand what the number one pick would represent as long as the texans don't go out of their way to trade up to get the number one pick totally fine with it i feel like if quarterback is what they want to do there's a good chance one of the top two quarterbacks will be there uh, potentially there's a hundred percent chance <clears throat> yeah i remember there was a question of which one they should get so now Whoever has the first pick, they can let them make the mistake. Well, I can tell you who has the first pick. The Chicago Bears have the first pick. Chicago Bears. So let me and, ask you this. Go ahead. That's. Is there any hope for the Texans? Absolutely. Yeah. If, if you're paying attention, if, if you've been paying attention to the trajectory of Houston sports, you have to go all the way to the bottom, <laughs> nuke it to the ground, and then build it through up through the draft. Get lucky a little bit, get some guys that you shouldn't have got, and fill in around them. Then you get the Houston Astros, you'll get the Houston Rockets, and then you'll get the Houston Texans. It's gonna happen. There, there's they did really well in the draft last year. They got four or five really good players, stud running back, stud safety, could be a stud uh corner, book still out. So the Texans have pieces. Now they've got tons of draft capital because they traded away Deshaun Watson. They're also going to have tons of cap space because no one will be on the books that has any big-time contract. 
I think they're in a good spot. What about Lovey Smith? Is he the man or is he just the is he just the guy running the team kind of like Bo Porter? The thing with Lovey Astro days. The thing with Lovey is this. He's a great defensive mind, but the league is kind of turning towards being more offensive with the rules, with the players, with the coaches. Scheme, scheme, scheme. There are still great defensive out, defenses out there led by great defensive guys, but they have amazing offensive coordinators. And Pep Hamilton so far, for all the, the talk about him being a great offensive coordinator, I haven't seen it. You know, like, like I, he's always had really good quarterbacks and they played well. And it's like, okay, Pep makes good quarterbacks look good. Well, when he could have taken this bad one and made him look good, he didn't do that. So for me, I don't know how I feel about Pep. And if you don't like Pep, then you probably need to go get a new offensive coordinator, which is probably going to be a head coach, which is probably going to mean you need a new defensive coordinator. So <laughs> I don't know if Lovey's the guy, to be honest. The defense wasn't very good. The, there was a the hope that the defense would be really good. Now their number one draft pick didn't play most of the season, but they struggled to stop the run. I could talk football all day if you let me. <laughs> well, I mean, I wasn't stopping you, but... This is not a football podcast, but I do appreciate your uh, your efforts. And, you know, usually we start out the podcast by I usually say, well, this is what I've been doing or whatever. But I, I decided that we would go look for houses. So that's, I mean, we looked at houses, we went to church, and we looked at houses. That was the whole two days. It went by, houses are very, very expensive now. And it's just that balance, like how far do you want to drive to work? What kind of traffic do you want to get in to get this certain house? But that's what we've been doing. We ate at, we're in the area where the mod pizza is. So that's kind of what I wanted to tell you. We ate that again. And then P Terry's, they're both right there in the same area. So we ate them again. We eat it. We eat it a lot. That's two of our staples when we go out to eat and we don't eat out a lot, but uh, have you, you've had mod pizza? I had it today. I had it for lunch. Oh, dude. If we had it yesterday, <laughs> we'd, be, we'd be Mod Pizza Eskimo Brothers. All right, so let's talk about this. And this is something you actually shared with me, you, or you or you tagged me in the video of Yiner Diaz taking reps at first base. Now, this is something that I can get behind because, you know, we have him and Corey Lee going at it for that backup catcher. Do we use three catchers so we can use this guy at DH once in a while? But now it looks like if he could be a first baseman, he'd, he's a little more valuable to the team. Well, I, I see this two ways. And on one side, I'm really excited because everybody knows that his bat is, I, I don't want to say special, but it's, it's good. It's a very good bat. And he's been able to catch and he's been able to play center or been able to play outfield. And now he's talking about playing first. That sounds great. I think that could be awesome. However, what that kind of tells me also is that if you're creating that super utility guy in house, then there's a, a famous haired guy that we'd like to see back in an Astros uniform who may not be back in an Astros uniform because you've got now Hensley, and you'll have Yiner 
and you won't need to spend the money or or overspend, I should say, to bring back Yuli Gurriel. And I don't know how I feel about it. Him playing first does sort of say, like, we're trying to find someone that can play first. They got Dubon. They got Hensley as the utility guys. I guess this is another guy. There's no utility guys that can catch. So that would be a pretty amazing utility guy. So we'll keep an eye on that when it gets closer to spring training. That should be exciting. A uh, former Astro, Jake Marisnik. Once he left the Astros, I mean, this guy, I looked him up before the show. This guy's played on a lot of teams and hasn't really done anything. But he signed a minor league deal with the White Sox. So he does have a chance. He's fast. He's a good outfielder. Doesn't hit very well, but, you know, it, it, he's a good fourth guy to go in there and give your guys rest. He played 31 games for Pittsburgh last year. He had an injury, kind of kept him from playing. He usually only plays like 60 or 70 games, so that's not too bad. He In uh, 2021, he played 65 for the Cubs and 34 for the Padres. So he got up, what, 90, 99 games, but he got 38 hits. So he's kind of like just a Dubon, you know, outfielder. But I do wish him luck. And he's uh, one of my favorite players back in the the old days, if you want to say that. <laughs> he was definitely a fan favorite for a lot of people. You know, Jake was that guy that was just, he had big, big infectious smile, easy on the eyes for the ladies, you know, made amazing defensive plays in center field, all the things. However, when you compare him to some of the other, you know, outfield guys, he's just a guy. So <laughs> those guys just kind of bounce around a little bit. And that's what Jake's doing. All right. Number three on the list. I got to stop numbering them so I can stop saying number three. Next on the list, again, like four podcasts in a row, Carlos Correa, New York Mets. This is what I've heard. You can tell us what you've heard. Mets are frustrated with the way this is going with Correa. And I read that they're thinking of walking away. I also read Correa wants to be a Met. That's where he wants to play. There's been really no news on any other team trying to offer him a contract. I did read a story that said maybe the Twins have a chance to get him back if none of this works out with other teams because they, they knew he was injured and they still wanted him. And then uh, no update on the updated contract terms. Remember the last time we spoke that they were going to put special clauses in it, but I haven't heard anything about that. And it's been about three or four days. So I actually heard more than that with respect to the twins as that they've actually gotten a hold of Boris and they kind of had preliminary talks, right? Hey, if this doesn't work out, you know, would you still be interested? I think ultimately Carlos ends up as a Met. It makes sense to 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 me that he goes there for him for a million reasons, right? Chance to win, money, the 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 city of New York, Puerto Rican guy, probably marketing dollars there that he can make. You know, he sold plenty of H E B products while he was here. I'm sure he could sell plenty of things in New York. So uh I think ultimately that's where he ends up. I just wonder if Boris is probably overplaying his hand a little bit and where he probably had a deal that he could have taken 
and that Carlos probably would have took, you know, something, prove it, you know, something like that, or, or something with escalators or something like that. They're like, Nope, we're firm. This is what we want. This is what we're going to get. And this is, this is the guy he's done all this, his war, blah, blah, blah. And now the Mets are like, we don't have to do this. This is just icing on the cake. We don't have to do this. Is there any news on his injury? If he's going to be able to play this year? Cause it's to me, it doesn't look like it. If he's wearing a boot, but that doesn't really count him out. Cause it's January. He's got till March. He's got, I don't yeah, know. And people, I, I people can break yet. their foot in January, put on a boot and be ready to go in March. You know what I mean? Sounds like to me, it's something that has to kind of like heal on its own that he doesn't need surgery or anything like that, or he would already had it. Hmm. So if you think about it in that aspect, I don't think this is anything more than leverage. I don't know that Carlos is going to be at any risk to start the season. I think if he was, we'd already heard that. So I believe he'll still end up playing day opening day somewhere. It's just now we don't have to pay this guy like the premium uh, plus, plus it's really like we don't have to give him 13 years anymore that too that yeah. too now i have an excuse before i needed to give you 13 years because that was like your price yeah and that was non-negotiable now i can go ah, the tires are worn a little bit sir i do not have to pay full price for that toyota tundra giving me a brand new truck <laughs> with uh six-year-old tires on it basically all right, last one I want to cover before we take a small break. I didn't know the the numbers, and I know I miss up a lot here, but Trevor Bauer, you know, they lowered his sentence, but I thought it it, it still came into the season, but he's good to go from day one, right? Correct. I believe when they reduced the sentence that covered the time that he already missed, so that opening day he'll be able to be on a roster somewhere. I don't know who that roster is going to be. Yeah. I don't know what team is going to say, hey, he deserves a second chance. And <laughs> so, so that's what I was. So, before I had said, I think he has to play, you know, there's about 50 games and then someone can get him. But my question, and you probably don't even know the answer, but will anybody sign him? I got to believe somebody will for the simple fact that he was an elite talent at one point in time. And I don't think while he may be rusty, you know, not facing like live who? major league. Who do you think would sign him? Oh, oh, you want me to give a team? No, like, to be... like a desperate team or and definitely not the Astros. Oh, I'd never say never. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't want to see him in an Astros uniform. That does not mean he won't be signed by the Astros. I don't think so. The Astros, the Astros have signed players with checkered pass before before they got busted cheating again i'm I not just, i'm not, not going to make that statement you no, can i don't i don't well, think they will i'll make okay. the statement that i don't think they will okay i i'm just i i would not like them to do that it's somebody now, that doesn't mind getting that kind of negative attention on their team cuz they're going to get negative attention i'll tell you right now if he signed with say the cleveland guardians and pitched well. And at the trade deadline, they made him available. All the teams that needed a starting pitcher, Dodgers, Yankees, Red Sox, whoever's in it, 
they'd be thrown in a ring for his services because oh well the stink won't be on them it'll be on the guardians you know what i mean they yeah i definitely think somebody if he if he starts somewhere else a non-playoff team pittsburgh detroit anywhere like that and then a team like let's say the mets Let's say the Mets lose. They're riding high in first place, and Max Scherzer goes down, and they're like, "You know what, dude? We're here to win." I don't know. See, that's why I won't say the Astros won't do it, because say that exact same scenario happens, and Framber goes down, and I still he's don't out think there. They would get him. I, I understand that. I yeah. just, I just won't, I just won't close the door on it because. If they're in first place and they're down a pitcher or two pitchers and he's being put out there and he's on a cheap deal and he's going to cost you. You're just renting him. Exactly. Yeah. Eh, I don't know. I, I I don't want it. I don't want it either. Yeah, I, I know. I, I know. I just I don't think they will. I don't think I don't think they want this negative attention because we got more to talk about negative attention. But let's take a break and we'll get to that right after this. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. All right, folks, we are back. Now I want to talk about the Hall of Fame voting. The results, I believe, come out in about two weeks, maybe less. The only person that has the 75% votes is Scott Rowland, who has 80. And nobody else is close to making it, not even Billy Wagner. I see a lot of people's uh, ballots on Twitter with Billy Wagner on there. And that may be because other Astro fans are retweeting it. Are you pulling up the numbers? No, 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 I'm not. Okay. Something else. And, uh, but the story does say he's on a good pace. I know we've already said this before. I do think that Billy Wagner is going to get it, even if it's the 10th year. But when, when his last turn comes around, I believe he's going to get it. I don't know about this year, but to me, it doesn't matter as long as he gets in. So I've never been a fan of the hall of fame voting since I've, since I've understood how it works. I've never ever thought that these writers that have this bias, whether it be their own guys or whether it be a guy that answered a question funky for them, gets to determine if they are worthy of being one of the greatest players to ever do it. And it just never stood right with me. So anytime, anytime the, the hall of fame talk gets, gets spun up, I'm always like, I'll, I'll engage in it because I, I, I feel like I should, but I never am great with it because like, it just doesn't make any sense to me. The people that control it are the last people that should control it in my mind because yeah. They're the ones, they're too close to it, right? If you're not going to let the players do it, and you're not going to let the owners do it, you probably shouldn't let the writers do it because they have just as much skin in the game. 
If you want to make it about numbers, then have some panel full of people that don't follow baseball to determine that. And then you can go, well, their bias is out of the way. But when you see some of these ballots where they have all these guys either on it or off it, and it just it's just hard left or hard right one way or the other, I'm like, it just it just makes it un un enjoyable for me, I guess. It seems like some of the people that get in recently and it's probably because it's modern day and like the Mike Schmitz and George Bretts and Rod Carews, like those guys just seem like, like baseball gods. And then you look at someone like Scott Rowland, who is probably just as good as all the rest of those guys, but it just doesn't have the same mystique as those other guys, I guess, because, you know, they were good when we were little kids. I don't know. I, I mean, <laughs> see, me, I, I disagree with me. you. I no. disagree with you because for me, I grew up watching Scott Rowland. There you Scott go. Rowland, see, you're Scott younger Rowland, than me. Scott Rowland's great. I know he is. I don't know that. I don't know that I am, you know, and I've watched a lot of baseball. I don't even know that I'm the guy that should be able to say that seeing as I've never played the game person. Me personally, if it was up to me, I think they should make the hall of fame votes be by hall of famers. Like the guys that are in the hall, let them choose who they think is, you know, I think they do let people in. They voted for Harold Baines. They put him in. But it but it happened mm. like 20 years later and after he was off yeah. the ballot or something dumb like that. Like it would never get to that point. Those guys, rec- game recognizes game as, as the saying goes. I feel like the guys that played can tell you, oh, that's a Hall of Famer or that's not. The fact that, you know, some of these writers that get to do this who, you know, took uh, took this up as a job and it became a passion or whatever – but weren't ever really invested enough to be a player in the sport. I, it rubs me the wrong way. All right, let's talk about this then. Because one of us is going to get rubbed the wrong way on this topic. <laughs> when I was reading a story about the, the Hall of Fame, there was it, was it was a story about modern day guys. Like these are the guys you could be watching, like Mike Trout, and it had like first ballot Hall of Famers and it had Justin Verlander on. And then lower down the line, it said the 2017 Astros. Are these guys going to get in? And so let me go back and tell you my point of view on that stuff. We all know that Altuve didn't participate in that stuff, but that does not make him not guilty. It makes him less guilty. And I know one guy's not going to shut the whole team down unless he he has to turn him in. He just has to put up with it because they said he would get mad if they did it. And then there's other people and there's like pitchers and some people, you know, you get Justin Verlander, you get our, you know, uh, the guy that went to the Padres, uh, Joe Musgrove, you get all of our former pitchers going to other teams and their fan bases, oh, they're pitchers. They get they get a pass. So my question is, why would these people want to give the pitchers a pass and not Altuve? Because he didn't use it, but he knew and he didn't stop it. Now, the pitchers benefited from it as much as Altuve did. Because, because and this is, again, my opinion of other people's opinions, right? 
because you're trying to get into the mind of other other people's heads as to why they think the way they think. If you do that, you'll go insane. But in my opinion, they want to blame every hitter because they'll never believe, no matter how much you or Carlos Correa or Bregman or anybody else, that he never used it. It's just it's it's the exact same thing as it is with Barry Bonds and steroids and There's all these steroids guys. that he didn't use it. Again, who's proof? Our proof, or the Astros' proof, I should say. The proof no one, that nobody else wants to see. No one outside of no one outside of that Astros club. He didn't use the trash can because he had a buzzer on. That's their answer. Again, you can you can all the different things, right? But they're never gonna they're never gonna believe it. They're just never they they're not gonna want to hear it. They're so salty. They're so turned off. That's why they boo him the way they boo him. They believe that he benefited more than anybody else because of his stature, because of, you know, he's the guy that shouldn't have made it because he, for, for three years, he was 200 hits and it he was just the didn't MVP make any sense. too, right? Exactly. But so why is Justin Verlander, who was on that team, <clears throat> a first ball at Hall of Famer, but you don't know if these guys are going to get on? Because that's their opinion. Because Justin Verlander wasn't an Astro before. A lot of those guys were Astros through and through. Justin Verlander was a Tiger. Most people think he's going to go in the hall as a Tiger. So that's why it's not even the same conversation. You're talking about putting people in into the Hall of Fame as Astros. And specifically Astros that came up from that time frame. So they're, they're going to be rubbed the wrong way regardless. Now me, I think personally it's a stupid conversation because... You're not going to stop any of the Red Sox. You're not going to stop any of the Yankees. They're all going to make the Hall of Fame. You're not going to take Aaron Judge's 62 homer year season away, even though he had Goldilocks balls. They're just going <laughs> to yeah. have to get over. They're what just about Carlos have... Beltran? He got 50% of the vote. There you he go. He was he'll, on the team. He'll he was there. the guy that everyone said started it all. He will but he's most, at 50%. He most likely will get there. And again, only Astros fans will be butthurt about this no one else will and since we are the minority in all of that it'll be well we don't care what they think we are the super minority when it comes to (laughs) anything about baseball being fair but in the but in the but in the end i think the numbers will shine through i think everybody in baseball will universally go okay look you can't you can't take away what this guy's done and i think altuve will be the first ballot hall of famer i think Bregman will be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Uh, if Jordan keeps going, he'll be a first ballot Hall of Famer. I really am curious what 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 what, have, what will they do with Yuli? Yuli was a monster before he ever came to the states. And it's baseball he was, Hall of Fame. He not was MLB. he was exactly he was amazing in Puerto Rico. So, what do you or Cuba? Right? I get I get you those mixed that, up a little bit. You said that again. I did before. that. I did that before. I did that before. Is it my anyway, shirt? Is it my maybe, shirt? Maybe, maybe, maybe it's a shirt. But my wife picked this shirt out. By the way. These guys, these guys are, are are Hall of Famers in my mind. You know, yeah. the guys that come over late and defect, the guys that come over from Japan late and defect, their numbers before they get here, like Ichiro, same thing. Hall of Famer. In the story, what the guy had said is after that, they continue to be Hall of Fame type players. And that may get in there. They'll definitely be, you know, like to be in the Astros Hall of Fame, they're starting to, you know, they're making it harder to get in, right? I don't know. I read something about that, but I don't want to talk about something I don't know about. 
All right, let me do this. We got a, we got a would you rather from Steve, super listener, super fan, hey, Steve. All right. He's got two. Okay. So let's get to this. Would you rather have a rewind button or a pause button on your life? Now, reading this, I don't really get the pause button. Does it mean just to slow life down or to be able to live like in this time you're living in now? Okay, let's go that. Like if your life is good right now, you can live like this for a while and and pause or go back. For me, it's it's gonna be the rewind button. Ooh. And I'm sure I'm sure a lot of people will probably say that. I just feel like there's been so many times where I've made a mistake where it's like, man, if I could go back, you know, two hours, ten days, whatever, you know, I fix all these you know, little mistakes or whatever. And I feel like the pause button sounds really cool, especially if I'm like in a, you know, on a cruise or a vacation or mm-hmm. something like that. But I don't know that I've ever been in a situation where, you know, like everything was just. <laughs> everything is awesome. To, like the yeah, Lego movie. I'm still going to work. I'm still, you know, cooking dinner, groceries, whatever, laundry. You know what I mean? Like, I guess, I guess I got to win the lottery and then hit the pause button. Well, I'm going to go pause button, sir. Because, as you know, I'm happily married. And I enjoy what we're doing, right? And I'm, and I'm, my thought is like, like yours, I would love to go back with what I know now and go back to when I was 17 or 16. But if I did that, things would be different. I may not have the grandkids that I have. I may not have the children that I have. I may have married different people and my life would be completely different. Would it be better now? I don't know. Because it's pretty good now. So I'm going to say pause. I'm going to live in the now because now is pretty good. I don't think I was trying to go that far back, but all right, I I see what you're going. (laughs) Yeah. Because it's just like, it's not like my life is perfect. Like I don't have my dream job. I don't have my dream home. I don't have that, but I'm happy. I'm a happy person, so I think life's good. So I, I don't want to go back because I don't want to mess it up. If you watch those movies where they go back in time and they change something and when they wake up, their life sucks, you don't want to do that. All right, number two, what would make you feel worse? If nobody went to your wedding or nobody showed up for your funeral? Oh, that's a good one. It's a really good one. For me, I hope it's the funeral. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, like, I don't, I don't, not, not to take anything away from, you know, marriage or the wedding or anything like that. But I feel like you do that for the person standing next to you. I you know agree. what I mean? And if you have a billion people there, or if it's just you and her or you and him or whoever, like you're doing that, you're doing that for you too. I feel like with a funeral and maybe this is kind of corny, whatever, I really hope that, you know, you, me, whoever, you impacted so many lives that they go out of their way to want to see, you know, honor you that way, you know, to show up. For me, I that, I, I don't know, it's kind of weird, I guess, but I, I I hope that I have everybody and their mother at my funeral, and I hope I'm late to that, Joker, because I'm late to everything else. <laughs> the, 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 the casket doesn't get there or whatever. We're waiting on him again. Like, I hope it's like that. I am going to go with the uh, funeral as well. I'd rather have people go there. And like you said, you said it beautifully, sir. 
that you want to make impact on people's life, that they want to go say goodbye to you. So I saw that I was watching. He's a comedian and he's an Italian. His name's Sebastian something. And I was watching it last night and he was saying that his wife's parents, they bought burial plots so they could be buried next to each other. But the husband died first and the mom remarried and he was like, who's going to be buried here? Like, who's, <laughs> who, can I have the, I'll take it. I'll take this one. Like I'll use it as storage. But he was like, who's going to be buried here? It's kind of weird stuff to think about. Right. Anyway, that's just funeral. It made me think about that. Sorry, folks. All right. I thought of this right now because I don't have to explain it, but I guess this is fair of how dating or marrying a woman or a man. So ladies, this could be for you too, with the same name as your ex. <laughs> if you're i mean if you have an ex because it's a bad like I'll, I'll give you my side if i was single and i met a woman that had the same name as my children i'd be no i can't do it really yeah i, I it doesn't matter i wouldn't you just can't do it i would say no i don't care <laughs> i don't care if it even if it ended good can't have the same name I don't know. Like I, for me, the name doesn't have the power that I guess you or whoever else puts on it. I don't, I don't know that it would bother me. It'd be, it'd be interesting. It'd be kind of weird. Like almost like, Hey, you got a type. Like we need you guys listening to, to comment type. on that. If it would bother you, <laughs> I think, I, I think it would bother me. I'd be like, no, I'm good. I mean, that'd be a crazy thing. You know, you meet somebody and you're like, Oh, this is person's amazing, but their name just won't let me do it. What if you met a girl with the same last name? As my last name? Of course. I mean, I don't have a... You, Would you have, have to do some like uh, a DNA little bit. testing to make I'm sure you I'm not like a Smith cousins? or a Jones. <laughs> like if you had a pretty carbon copy or, or you know, I've, Gonzalez, yeah. you know, I'd at least have to do some homework. My last name, if I run into somebody with the same last name as mine, definitely need to make sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Smith, uh... Do we look? Do, can I can I see it? I can't see it. All right, we're good. Yeah, this is the last one I have. And this is this is I I just saw a video right before we came on, and I just jotted this down. What sport has the worst flopping? And this isn't a fair or foul anything. It's just a question. Soccer or basketball? It's soccer. It's, it's soccer. big time I, soccer, isn't I it? I watch both of them. I am I am what you would call. A sports addict, if they had, uh, uh, you know, Alcoholics Anonymous for sports people. Sportsaholics I'd probably, Anonymous. I'd probably have to go to meetings because I watch them all. I've got Monday night on behind me. I watch football today, even though the Texans are not where they are. Uh, soccer is a passion of mine. I played, you know, in high school growing up. Love, love, love soccer. And uh, the flopping is next level. And the referees, like, they're getting better. They're trying to clean it up. Is there but flopping still... when you're in high school? Oh, yeah. There, I mean, yeah. it's been flopping. Is since... flopping a taut mark? <clears throat> it almost is. It almost is. You you're... know that if somebody makes a tackle, that you're taught to react to it, whether they get the ball or Your coaches or you teach or not. you that. It's, it's not so much taught as it is kind of like. Learned. 
exactly. You know what I mean? Kind of like basketball with the way they're they're, That's they're why I hate one. basketball. It's just the just the way it is. Football's that way too. You, I mean, every sport has it. Every sport has it. So, hmm. just saying, every sport has. It. Baseball has flopping. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say they have flopping Pretending per like se. You got hit by the ball, maybe. Exactly. Exactly. It's a flop. The ball didn't hit you. Or if it hits like the shirt, you know where they're like, "Oh, it got me!" Like, come on, dude. Your shirt, like, wait. I don't even know why go. that's a hit by pitch. You like, you know, that's your shirt. If the ball does not move trajectory, but they say, "Oh no, I heard it! I heard it!" Every sport has some sort of flop. Did you see anything else about that trophy tour? No, I saw that it started at the uh, the headquarters for. I don't know. Like the Woodbridge saw, Bank or something, right? There, Woodforce. We talked about it last Woodforce. time, but I, I don't see anything. I don't. Yeah, it was it was what today or Friday? They posted a link where you could go and check it out. I feel like uh, it's not for me. I understand mm. if you want to chase the trophy down, just take a picture next to it. I mean, Fan Fest for me would be the place to do that if you oh, want to yeah. do it. Well, that one a couple of years ago, they would have the trophy on Sundays in front of that fake grass and you'd go, you know, you just get in line, take a picture. And if you get there early, easy. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of cool. Like it's the real trophy. And I, t- of course I touch it. I'm touching <laughs> this thing. So I touched the 27. Even though there's a big sign that says don't touch it. you touch it, it does. And I touch it. Would you touch it? Adam told me not to. Come I mean, on. I'm the rule follower and I touched it. It's hard not, not to touch it. It's right there. <laughs> it's not in a glass or anything. <laughs> and then Mattress Mac, he put a bet on somebody, right? TCU for tomorrow's game, National mm-hmm. Championship. I'm on night shift. I'm going to miss that. <sighs> that sucks. Should be a good game. Should be a good game. TCU and who, Georgia? Uh, Yes. Mm. Go TCU. Big 12. What? I can't believe it. I thought you were going to be like, go Georgia, screw TCU. I, I do like Georgia because of the TCU killed Oklahoma this the year. The Berry Hills do love Georgia. There you go. And I did hear something today. Top secret. Mm. So I'll tell you after the show. Sounds good. Looking forward <laughs> to it. All right. Anyway, guys, for Tom, thank you for tuning into this episode of Astros Baseball. And we'll see you next time. Bye. There you go.